0: Welcome to a very merry Record Roulette. My name is Eamon O'Flynn, and I'm your host. It's almost Christmas, but unfortunately there isn't a single holiday-themed album on the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums list, so instead, I've challenged my co-hosts, Nathan Smith and Sonia Walton, to an album battle. We've each picked a holiday-themed album, and we'll go through multiple rounds of arguing about which one is best. We wanted to get into the Christmas spirit and thought, well, that means bickering, bitter arguing, and perhaps a restraining order or two. First things first, let's tell them all uh, which album we've selected. So I'll go first. I'm backing Almost a Full Moon by Hoxley Workman.
1: Nathan? I was surprised mine wasn't taken, but I am uh, backing Bob Dylan's (laughs) Christmas in the Heart, released in 2009. Mm. Sonia?
2: I picked a classic The Vince Guaraldi Trio's Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack album.
0: I think it's it's cheating calling it a classic this early. You're already making arguments.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's what they taught me in pre-law. That's
1: That's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, (laughs) it was all building to this. Yes, (laughs) that's right. Defend your favorite Christmas album. (laughs) 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 She dropped
0: out last week. Yeah, she's like, I don't need anything else. This is what I didn't drop
2: out. They threw me out. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah. What I do find interesting is that we came up with a which Christmas album is best contest and none of us picked Bing Crosby or anyone from the Rat Pack really, or the Beach Boys or Mariah Carey or Elvis. So well, I, I kind of wanted to open by asking why not pick one of those? I, I have my own reasons, but uh, but
1: Nathan, what's yeah. what, what's your reason for not going I with the, I, those? I ones? felt in in some way that it wasn't really a fair fight and that it was sort of too obvious. Like, you know, if somebody... It's like if you're, you know, I don't know how many people well, I know. You are, I and mean, if you're in a hockey pool, it's like you got first overall. Of course, you're taking Connor McDavid. Like, there's no fun there. But like, who are you take? They had a Gretzky rule in hockey yeah, pools for a long him. time, where where you could See? not take Wayne Gretzky because it was such a huge. <laughs> so I think that's what that's what Bing Crosby is to yeah. uh, Christmas album battles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to take something a little bit different, but not you know so far off the beaten path that it was completely outrageous. Sonia, yeah,
2: to be. Perfectly honest, the Christmas with the Rat Pack is in constant rotation here around Christmas time. But it also felt like a bit, like a bit too on the nose. (laughs) Said the person who picked the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Anyway, you know it's jazz, it's jazzy, whatever. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, you know, I think one of the things I had had problems with is finding like an actual, real album with those other ones too. Um, There's a lot of like greatest hitsy kind of stuff, but there's not like you know, oh, we did this over like 30 years of recordings. Um, That's what surprised
1: me too about when I was trying to pick the album is I, I thought that there'd be a lot more. Obviously, everybody knows Christmas songs, but to find specific Christmas albums full of those songs, there weren't as many as I thought there might be from the outset. So that that proved more difficult than I thought it would be uh, when we when we first kind of conceived of this idea.
0: I don't know. Sonya's brought her secret weapon. It's a, it's a kitty cat with a lampshade on its head.
2: Yeah, she's not smart. Yeah, she keeps putting it's her feet cat. in her eye. And
0: that would be it, probably. I tried
2: to close the door, but you know that's going really well for sound. So just okay,
0: we're fine. The all of the Christmas listeners for know cats now, too. All <laughs> the listeners know that this is happening now because we we took a little break right in the middle of recording. Um, <laughs> to pick up a cat and talk about it. All right. Yeah. I kind of felt the same thing. Also, you know, like, it's no fun for anyone listening. I think, I think our listeners are discerning enough individuals to have listened to Bing Crosby before. Right. Yeah, I think both of them are. I agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Me and who <laughs> else? Two. Who's the other listener?
0: It's, it's your dad and my dad. <laughs>
1: it's a
2: family affair. <laughs> my dad, there. Yeah, my dad doesn't talk family. to me, but that's, that's a story for the therapy episode.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that one. I'm sure that there's got to be some episode that's going to ha- hit right on that. <laughs> our favorite perfect, Festivus right? albums,
2: but, uh, yes, probably Christmas yes. album. Will it be right. Suicide by Suicide? What are we talking oh, about?
0: That's the one. <laughs> suicide by Suicide is going to get you um okay let's get into this uh so i have a couple of basic ground rules so we'll do three rounds each round will start with a one minute defense of our selection followed by five minutes of free for all so a
1: traditional christmas album battle that's what we're doing yeah exactly traditional <laughs> like rules? the normal okay. rules all right the normal okay. rules that people are, u- are used to right. i just want to make sure yep. everyone was on the no, same for page. sure i can do it any number of ways but traditional rules are <laughs> best. <laughs> yeah, for christmas album battles excellent
0: <laughs> the rounds are overall album selection best song and legacy we have a bonus round, too. I don't know if I told you guys about that, but no. there will be a bonus round. <laughs> um, we'll Typical. also put our selections to a vote on Twitter. So if you're listening to this between December 22nd and Christmas Day, go to our music pod and vote, and we'll announce the winner on Christmas evening. Okay. So, like I said, the very first round. I'm actually going to time this, so I'm going to get my my stopwatch oh, out. Yeah, this is official. Like none, none of this going over i will put in sound effects afterwards with like a loud beeping noise if you try and go over one minute
2: what if i and go by that, under I mean, i'm not i'm to... not
0: actually super serious about that but i'm going to try and stick this in front of yeah what's of here what's so the floor i'm not worried about the ceiling what's the floor <laughs> like <laughs> 10 seconds in conclusion. 10 seconds okay <laughs> just trying to get there we go okay so this is this is okay so i'll i'll go first just so you guys
2: very gentlemanly of you
0: yeah so you guys can (laughs) can can see how a professional does it the buzzsaw you're about to run into (laughs) okay here we go (laughs) my choice is almost a full moon by hoxley workman this album from 2001 really captures the holiday experience and all its many complex facets from an ode to the first snow of the year to the, the desire to give your loved ones the world to the unique family traditions that we all have almost a full moon has it all romance comedy buoyance melancholy it's all there it's also creative and unique an entirely new take on holiday music rather than a retread of christmas classics that were perfected long ago nathan the lyrics are touching but also have a sense of humor that workman is known for so to me that's reminiscent of harry Nilsson. and finally many of the songs showcase workman's incredible voice it's an instrument of incredible power throughout the album but especially on merry christmas i love you a house or maybe a boat and of course the title track almost a full moon has something for everyone while also presenting something you won't find anywhere else. 53 seconds.
2: You've been practicing.
0: Yeah that that sounded
2: very rehearsed.
0: (laughs) It It did. To be fair I also had to time myself like simultaneously and that's really hard to do. That's That's not hard to do when you're practicing. It's like like
2: tapping your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time.
0: You don't bring a knife to a gunfight all right? (laughs) Alrighty, I'm I'm bringing this, the ca- the timer back up, and announce Sonia, it's your turn.
2: All right, so who's going clock. to keep time. Now. Okay. Um, a Charlie Brown Christmas has it all. Upbeat, jolly songs, some low, melancholy tunes, and everything in between. It isn't intrusive, it's supportive. And don't we all need a little extra support around the holidays? It's also a hit with children who have inevitably seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special. So yeah, it's a really highly listenable album for folks of all ages and isn't intrusive or tone deaf <coughs> Nathan or polarizing. And it definitely feels like Christmas in conclusion. This is the best album of all time of all Christmases. I'm only at 30 seconds. I don't know what the hell else to say.
0: That's fine. You can, I'm a already. very
2: succinct argu- arguer person. Best wishes. I'm done. I got nothing.
0: <laughs> you made it to 49 seconds, though. You really dragged that thing out. That was great. That was really good work there.
2: I was gonna. I was about to throw another inconclusion in there.
0: I thought you were done after 12 seconds, really, <laughs> and then you just kept going, and very impressive, Nathan. Let's well, let's hear let's hear this thing.
1: Hold on. Oh, oh you're starting now. Okay. No, I, um, no let me. So I've got go. the benefit of going last, so I don't want to give away all my arguments right away to telegraph some of where I'm going later. So I'm going to go totally off the top of my head and be relatively Mm -hmm. brief, and just say, "Christmas in the Heart" is the thirty-fourth studio album and first Christmas album by American singer-songwriter Bob Dylan. You read Wikipedia. October thirteenth, two thousand nine, by Columbia Records. The album comprises a collection of hymns, carols, and popular Christmas songs. All, all Dylan's royalties—get this—from the sale of this album—benefit the charities Feeding America in the USA, Crisis, of course, in the UK. We all know that, and the World Food Program in perpetuity. I look forward mm-hmm. to a thoughtful uh, and meaningful discussion.
2: That was really—I well
1: see done. what you did there.
0: You tried to make it so we'd be viciously attacking charities. Did I get under time, <laughs> or was I over? Yeah, I... you were fine. You were like... okay. Good, 49 good seconds and he didn't there. have, a have any start.
2: fumbly in conclusion so good for you nope. no some, I no he some, actually seemed like some a of y'all are, are communications internet. professionals
0: mm, yeah well i mean Allegedly. he did seem to be reading a wikipedia article at the start so i don't know <laughs> i i'll let the audience <laughs> you know the, the audience decide that. i don't yeah they can make i'll look let our two
2: dads decide
0: it <laughs> would okay, have but... long been edited by then Okay. Look, yeah, nothing like yeah. that i mean i'm gonna be editing all <laughs> kinds of things out of this um this is the this is the real problem with our with us having a competition is i edit these um all right i'm just gonna start where we need to where we need to start here bob dylan's voice is terrible it's grating it's like nails on a chalkboard it's it's i, I mean it was never really all that great but like mm-hmm. but like now it sounds like it sounds really really bad and it's hard to listen to okay i'm just gonna, so what... just gonna put it out there is this just like a an aside
1: or is this part of the next No uh, no no this
0: is me viciously attacking this, uh oh, attacking the, your album? The selection. vicious
1: attacking segment of the Christmas yeah. episode.
0: <laughs> this is the part where I I directly attack Bob Dylan.
1: The feats so of legend Christmas, Bob Dylan. In true Christmas spirit. <laughs> yes. Um No, I mean there's obviously his I mean, to just expand on the the point about his voice, I mean it's not for everyone, to say the least. Um but I, I think and we can get into this in greater detail, but I think that um you know there's a certain uh realness or reality to his voice especially in a in well i mean in, in any of his songs um but i think christmas as well like and this is part of the appeal for me i mean there's a lot of appeal i think to this album but particularly on the voice is that you 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 have you tend to expect a certain smooth kind of silky sound with christmas songs and he's doing a lot of the the standards on this album which, which we can mm-hmm. get into but obviously the voice is Uh, off-putting on occasion and I think that makes it a more compelling listen because it's not a Bing Crosby or Frank Sinatra voice doing these songs that you've heard you know thousands of times in some cases so that to me in a weird way makes it engaging in a way that sort of a a standard you know well-trained vocalist might not
2: Mm -hmm. I think I've
1: convinced you no 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 (laughs) no I mean like I do think that
0: if any one of the three of us recorded this album, the vocals would be better.
2: And if my cat recorded this, the vocals would be better, but it doesn't make it. Yeah, doesn't make it as an album better. I, I love I know, the I, Bob Dylan album. Frankly, yeah. Sorry, I mean, I'm tra- I, I'm I taking whatever shots I can. Support. Okay, like what's See, this <laughs> what's is why ranked ballots. I'm why ranked
1: ballots are so good. You can put down your second choice, and I think in the end, I Amy, mean, it's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna. I'm attacking well an you. old
0: man. Who's not known for his voice in the first place? Who did a Christmas album that benefits charity? There's really not a lot for me to shoot at what a here, Grinch. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's weird. It's it's just an odd. It's an odd album to begin with in some ways, just because it is Bob Dylan. Like I mean, how many other albums does he have where he
1: is covering anything? Well, uh, oddly enough, I believe that I I don't have. I, I've rarely visited Wikipedia, and I can't pull it up as quickly right now as I might like, but. I believe that it was shortly after this one, because this one came out in 2009, that he went on a run of cover albums where he was covering a lot of American kind of standards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was called like the triplicate series or something. Um, and I believe, I don't know if this was a, a sort of conscious step in that direction to sort of do cover songs and that led him sort of further down the American canon of of traditional or standard songs, but he did do about three albums shortly after this one. Where he covered some but prior to that and certainly after that, he's not a guy who's known for his, you know, cover songs, so to speak. Mm.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's just it just felt it almost felt weird for it to be like songs
1: I knew, but his voice. But weird, like that's sort of the underpinning of Bob Dylan for sixty it, years, it's just weird. Too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought it was the album was kind of charming because of that. Like Bob Dylan knows he can't sing. We know Bob Dylan can't sing, and yet he's like, you know what? I'm gonna grab these Christmas standards by the balls i'm gonna sing the shit out of them and you're gonna buy it and you're gonna like it oh here's some chicks who can sing in the background so that this is at least somewhat palatable
0: i i do think that that was kind of a funny thing was just how good the the background the background singing was like the backup singing Mm -hmm. it was it was like really
1: like everything else on it was was very solid and you have that that voice well what i what i will say again i'm never gonna sort of describe him as a traditionally you know, great or appealing singer. But I do think that even within this album, when you listen to certain songs, like when he wants to, he can Mm -hmm. sing better on occasion than he does in other instances. So I don't know what it is about certain songs or or certain performances where he feels that that gravelly, like just, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. 3 a.m. whiskey destroyed voice is what's required. And then he can do kind of a softer, again, it's still not a great voice, but he, he has different voices uh, that he can deploy. He, he does it on this album. So I'm curious why some songs are that, you know, really rough voice and the other ones are the, by his standard anyway, kind of a softer, more delicate tone. I have no idea why that is but clearly he has some range still. Uh, he just chooses to use it sparingly.
2: On this album, yeah. which what would you say is an example of the, the dulcet tones of Bob Dylan?
0: The
1: dulcet. Yeah, well, I wouldn't the, go so far as to where, call them dulcet. Yeah, what's but, the, what's um, the, soft,
0: the soft clear, not there's sandpaper there's, stuck in my throat. Yeah, Bob
1: Dylan. I, I mean the the ultimate sandpaper is probably um, must be Santa, or even the opening track "Here Comes Santa Claus." But I think you know, "I'll Be Home for Christmas" is kind of softer. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. So there, there's
1: softer, and so I'm just curious, like, why is it that you do kind of that song that way, and then you do, uh, you know, do you hear like you're, you know, at the end of the night stumbling home <laughs> like yelling maybe at some was. street lamp
0: <laughs> oh come all you faithful as well like it's it's basically him just at the very start and it's yeah. so gargly and gross sounding and just, <laughs> i was like what is this i was actually in a car with my kids and you know i That's always ask them like do you like this and uh, i said that one and i was like maybe the first time ever my older daughter molly didn't respond she just looked at <laughs> the covered window she's just like no Cookie Monster uh, is he, not the singer he was on the yeah, Sesame yeah, Street album. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't have the powerful voice yeah, he used to no. have. So, so Sonia, do you think your album has the same power if people haven't seen the movie?
2: I do. I Yes.
0: Excellent. Okay, I think I accept that <laughs> argument. <laughs> I don't think...
2: Oh, you were looking for an argument? I just thought it no, was no, a, no, 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 a no, quick no. yes or oh. no answer. I do. Uh, that was something that came up in conversation actually with someone else today. They were they were like, well, you know, how many kids will have seen this album or the Christmas special in this day and age and will it matter to them? And I think the, the songs are just kind of, they're just all kind of nice and easy to listen to. And it's something that you can throw on when, what no matter what you're doing over the holidays, if you're baking, if you have a lot of people over, it's just really... Accessible and some of it is very um, upbeat and fun for kids to listen to and old folks and I don't know jazz is pretty great. What are you gonna yeah, say? I
0: think we we've had like a couple of these albums already where there's like clearly like two different well two different poles kind of for albums. It's like the ones you can actually just have on and you don't need to like pay attention to literally every single thing that's happening. And I yeah. think that you could look at that and say like, well, that's a bad thing. You don't have to listen to everything that's happening, but it's like, it's nice that you can just put it on and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then there's music where it's like, you need to listen to every single thing that's happening. And I I think with the Charlie Brown Christmas, you can just put it, it it almost, it becomes just part of the room.
2: Yeah. It lends itself to gatherings and Christmas stuff. And I, I think it's, it's more palatable, for instance, than the Bob Dylan album, which I do love. Um, and a little bit more upbeat, maybe than the Hoxley Workman album, and and in that way, it kind of it's more playable it's the first around. Snow Hollywood. of
0: the year, that's as upbeat as you can get.
2: I mean, it has its moments, but it also has its moments.
0: Oh, also by the way, I have Hoxley Workman. We're just adding him right now to the. Cha- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, I have
2: words. <laughs>
0: well, I have the only guy who's still alive, right, um, of the three
1: no,
2: no
0: <laughs> i hope not <laughs> i'm Yikes. joking i'm joking right. but we are pre-recording also, this so Christmas. i really hope that nothing horrible happens now yeah um oh god there's not even a dylan people will be after on. you too
2: not just the springsteen oh. ones
0: yeah suicide people now the, the bob the bob dylan army people don't like me
1: already it's not the <laughs> bts army like the, if you're gonna have an army after you the bob dylan army is probably the one that you want the james Pretty taylor twitter people mentions don't like me <laughs> Your Twitter mentions must be blowing up. Amen Oakland, just, making yeah.
2: friends wherever you go. Yep,
1: yeah, that's
0: well that's what I'm classic.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, uh so you guys you guys haven't held my feet to the fire at all on Hoxley Workman, so I think that maybe you must think it's a perfect album. No, no, Probably no I'm just the perfect giving you some album. time to to dig
2: the hole a little
1: bit and then we'll fill it in. That's right. Okay. Well So what do you like about the old uh hoxley workman
0: what do i like about it yeah i like that it's so it's so unique and, and original and different because uh-huh. it's kind of kind of building on your point about bob dylan taking these songs that you've heard a million times and kind of doing something different with them it's almost that same thing of saying you've literally just never heard any of these songs before because they're actual original works and i don't think as we talked right off the top i don't think it's super easy to find a lot of uh you know a holiday themed album that is um is all original like that and is something that with, with the with exception of you know silent night is at the end of it but i think that was added on as part of like a 15th anniversary or something like that like i don't think yeah, that's I saw part that. of the original yeah yeah and so it is this kind of a unique one and i know that when he was writing it he was actually he was in france and he was kind of writing about the things he was missing back home and the things that he he knew um, were potentially waiting for him back in Canada when he when he came back, and so I, it was just one of those. It catches so many different pieces without being, you know, heavy handed or without being like overtly religious or anything like that. Because I think, especially for people who aren't particularly religious, Christmas is still an important time. I mean, my my family isn't in any way religious, but it's an important time about family and about you know being around the the people you love and Catching catching a common cold, I'm, and, <laughs> and seeing an almost full moon. I'm trying to put as many yeah. different uh, as track titles in this as, as really possible. Well done. Maybe a house or a boat or something. Are you being, um, but <laughs> Are you being yeah, paid? I, think that that's the, it. I By mean, the
2: reference,
0: I also think I also think his voice is just fantastic. I think his voice is extremely. It's it's it, it's. I know a lot of his work, probably most of his work, and I think it's at its maybe at its best in some of these songs where he's kind of able to just like let it go and just and just do something that feels almost like
1: it just feels very christmas songy somehow well i mean the the christmas song genre does it's pretty pretty expansive so if you're going to really explore kind of songwriting and, and somebody's vocal abilities like those are songs to do it within and obviously yeah there's no disputing the quality of his voice or the musicianship or the arranging um Oddly enough, when I was thinking, when I, after I listened to the album, that I was thinking about it afterwards, the thing that I given the most credit for is ultimately the thing that I find is the biggest detriment to. Um, the Christmas album battle, I give him a ton of credit for writing an album of original Christmas songs, which I don't know that anybody has done in the last 50 years, <laughs> to be honest. It mm-hmm. seems like all of the standards, even the most recent ones, are from you know the 50s or maybe the 60s, like a new kind of standard Christmas song. So to, to basically write an entire album of new Christmas material is, I think, unprecedented. So I give him a ton of credit for that. When it comes to picking like the best Christmas album of all time, that's why I wouldn't put it anywhere near the conversation because you want songs that people kind of know um and christmas to me is i think a lot of people it's you know it's about tradition it's nostalgic it's all those things that don't lend itself to kind of new modern here's a new brand new this and let's let's try having you know instead of a tree let's do it's all about kind of tradition for the most part and i think the songs sort of uh inform that and reflect that and if you're trying to pick the best Christmas album to not have a single standard aside from Silent Night at the end to me sort of leaves it off the list. I think that uh, Christmas is not modern. It is not sleek. It is not rocking. And I think the Hoxley Workman album has elements of all three.
0: damn. That rocking is a real problem.
1: It doesn't rock that hard, but it rocks (laughs) enough
0: enough. that it's not just hard enough. That it yeah, can't. That song about uh, knitting things. <laughs> well, not
1: that one. Pure, pure no. rock and roll. I, no, I give get my ears it. a rest after that one.
2: I think it's interesting that the the three albums that we picked, two of them sound like what your drunk dad sings on Christmas night, and one of them is the album that he's singing to. Like.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's almost Thanks. poetry. I, I think. I've been
2: workshopping that all week. Thanks.
1: Well, it's. It was well done well executed
0: <laughs> and i think i mean uh, there's also i i said this with uh right off the start there too but i do i do actually really like his lyrics at times they're just there's just so much fun and, and joy in them in and in a way that like just he's playing he's he's having fun with the lyrics and it's in a way that uh like harry Nilsson, as i mentioned would would do where you listen to a harry Nilsson song and it's like so serious and you there's like a weird line where you know you're like what the hell was that yeah it's a bit and wry. it's just like, funny
2: like like yeah. like sad funny kind of like oh. yeah exactly she's good at that yeah. oxley worksman great yeah.
0: <laughs> Workman is is just great at uh embrace at the funny. christmas pain um and and that kind of feels like it's right for christmas for many people <laughs> um okay I, I think we've talked about the albums enough let's let's go into uh round two best song Um, so which album has the best song and why is it the best song? We're gonna switch up the order here. Nathan. And I won't even put up
1: the timer this time. You know,
0: I'm a I'm a trust that you're not gonna go over.
1: No, I'm not gonna go over. But the of the of the three albums, um the clear winner in Best Song, because I think it's one of the best songs of all time in any genre. Uh, for any season is Linus and Lucy off the uh, yes, yes,
2: yes. Me off too. the Charlie Brown Christmas album
1: I mean that that's just like one of the coolest songs of I mean it's got nothing to do with Christmas it mm-hmm. doesn't remind me of Christmas but it's on the Christmas album and it's just an awesome song mm-hmm. like it's if you ever try to play that on the piano it will bust your brain <laughs> like it's just it's too hard to do the left hand and the right hand um, but it's just such a funky song mm-hmm. I think I'd love to hear cover versions of that song I'd love to hear like a metal version a rock version yeah. a like its just it's such a great melody um, so I, again, I think that's one of the best songs of all time. The, the fact that it happens to be on a Christmas album, I don't know why, but again, it is. And so <laughs> of the songs available to us on these three albums, that one to me is far and away the best song.
2: Yeah, I, it it's like a little gauche to pick the best song from your own album, but I also picked Linus and Lucy because it's just, it's so jolly and earnest and sweet. And when you hear it, you can't help but tap your toes or... Play some phantom piano or do a little shimmy shake, like even just thinking about hearing it, you know?
1: I've got the bass line in my head now. Yeah. I'm like, doo, 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 doo. and I'm like moving my shoulders a bit. Like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Like, even that's enough. And then it's like, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's brilliant.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. There should be a Can documentary
1: on that people. song. Yes, there should be.
2: Whenever you hear that. I also picked favorites um, from the other albums, just to be fair yeah um, yeah go for it from the bob dylan album must be santa because it's hilarious drunk dad i mean come on it's it's awesome
0: that was mine too now we're two yeah. for two <laughs> that's and that's and that was mine too from the oh, bob dylan hey, Okay. Yeah. My,
1: must, must be santa
2: um yep
0: we did it guys we did it <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's see it let's see if we can match up on the hoxley workman now i don't think we will
2: um my my top pick from hoxley workman was a house or maybe a boat my second choice was claire fontaine Neither of which are super
0: Christmassy. But, I mean, one's about paper, <laughs> and I mean, I love paper, paper has uh, people write letters people to each other. Christmas, you wrap papers. gifts. Yes. yes, people make snowflakes, and I think they mentioned something Christmassy during. I was for maybe a Boat. I'll have to go back and look at the lyrics. Well, First
2: yeah. oh,
1: snow nice of the year.
2: Oh, that's first snow of the year.
1: I like that one. It's sort of. It's got. I mean, if if any album, in my opinion, or if any song, sorry. On that album was to become a standard and i don't know if that was his hope or whatever but if any if 50 years from now if an album if a song on that album was to become a, a modern christmas standard i thought that one sort of stood the best chance <laughs> i haven't heard you know, it's hard again it's hard to sort of mine new ground when it comes to christmas songs i haven't really heard a song that sort of covers the first snow of the year it's a pretty universal theme uh, yeah. it's bouncy it's you know it sounds Christmassy. I mean,
0: baby, it's cold outside is all about snow falling, but that and that song's well, not in any way maybe. problematic. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, for me, must be Santa from uh, from the Bob Dylan album. Partly just the accordion. There's so much energy in it. I think like yeah. uh, the how that song was put together. Um, it just, I, I think it just, it, it was just fun. It's just a lot of fun. It also has a fantastic, uh, fantastic video. If you guys haven't seen the music video for Must Be Santa it is
1: great it captures the song perfectly and for me what i mean everything else we mentioned about must be santa the reason for me that puts it over the top on the bob dylan album is the the line dasher dancer prancer vixen eisenhower kennedy johnson nixon dasher dancer (laughs) prancer vixen carter reagan bush and clinton (laughs) like that's bob dylan it could be nobody else and the fact that he slips that in there brilliant
0: yeah that's a that's a yeah, I think that that's yeah that song is just so fun. Like so many, so many, so much that it, I could criticize about parts of that album. And I do really, I do actually like like that album, but I do think there are things that I could criticize ab- about it. And that song, I go, I'm like, if someone put that song on, I think it's just fun. It almost feels like a bar it room, like someone singing yeah. in a bar room. Like it's 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 got so much, almost like live energy to mm-hmm. it, and I don't know how they did it like that and. Um, as I was saying, the music video is fantastic. It's just—it's a party. It's just him at a party, and it just—it's that the camera keeps moving, and he keeps being in impossible places from where you just saw him. And there's like a fight breaks out in the party, and the camera's just spinning around, and you're just like, there's just—that's that music video should just be playing on a loop during during the Christmas holidays.
1: Well, and it's sort of it, the, the video in a way kind of represents what Dylan's been his entire career, where he's in the thick of it, but he's primarily an observer like he's not mm-hmm. actively participating in the madness like he's he's there uh but he's not he's just kind of observing it all and uh and taking note he, he also has incredible hair
0: in that in that music video he's got like this well, beautiful perfectly straight gray hair that's just like silvery and uh, it's it's very impressive it's something to strive for um the from from the hoxley workman album from almost a full moon my my uh, my pick is um is the title track and i think that there's i know i i realize it's it is much quieter i think it really feels almost like a hymn and uh at times but specific the things i specifically really like about it are just the way it builds and uh one of my notes when i was listening to it you know i've list, i've listened to it probably 10,000 times like it's it's almost hard to go back and listen to an album where you've listened to it mm-hmm. so many times and that that song in particular, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, like why. Um, but his voice is just, it just hits you like right in the middle of the song where it just suddenly becomes like that's that's at him at his at his best, and I don't think he always captures that in album form. Um, if you ever see him live, is his the very first time I actually ever saw him was at uh was the grand the Grand Theater in in London. Yeah, what it is? Yeah, the yep. Grand Theater in London. It was just him, a guitar, and a guy on a piano, hmm. and it's probably one of the one of the best concerts i've ever seen and it was i walked out being like that his voice is incr is insane how powerful it is and that's probably the only song on this album where i feel like he just kind of lets it go and has that kind of that that kind of effect um but uh you know the message is is kind of tough to get at although i I did feel as though the, the lyrics are a little bit evocative. I mean, I've never made soup before, but I almost felt like I could smell the soup with all the ingredients being listed there. Um, but uh but yeah, I think that that's that's why I'll get in a minute I'll get to one of the other reasons why I think that song stuck in my head. But um but yeah, I think we've done songs. I think we've done the songs thing pretty well here. I think this is this is this is very nice. It's a very kind of communal mm-hmm. feel to to the whole thing. Um, Which album is the most important? We're on to round three now. Which album is the most important and which album has the best legacy? Um, Sonia, I'll let you kick this one off.
2: I'm going to show poor form again and say my album is the best album of all time and it has the the best legacy um, because I think it feels as fresh and friendly today as it was in 1965. I think you could put it on now and a kid who hadn't seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special or hadn't experienced any of that at all would still find a lot to enjoy in this album. I think the other two albums are great. Bob Dylan's album is great. It can be a little polarizing as we've seen tonight. And the Hoxley Workman yeah. album is is really rich and beautiful but I think it's also a niche album Um, And I think the Vince Garaldi Trio just really nailed an album that's widely accessible and and really lovable. And I, too, looked at the Wikipedia page for my album. (laughs) And um, in 2020 alone, uh, it sold 56,000 copies on vinyl. Just in 2020, on vinyl, uh, making it one of the 30 (laughs) biggest selling albums on vinyl that year. And it is uh, certified quadruple platinum, so it sold four million copies overall. Um,
0: it it charts every single year on yeah. the soundtrack charts, like literally every single year. It's it's in like the top ten, actually, top twenty. And I think last year it was in the Billboard two hundred. Yes. It yeah. made it into the Billboard two hundred for. I actually a didn't while. realize
2: it was quite so famous until I was looking at it. I was like, oh, I guess I, I guess I picked a back to winner, baby. Uh, But um, there was also a quote from Chris Brown, uh, who's a critic with the Los Angeles Times, who said that the soundtrack to A Charlie Brown Christmas is considered one of the most beloved holiday albums recorded. Um, And he says something like, the soundtrack introduced jazz to an entirely new generation, having been heard by more individuals than the work of the genre's most influential players like Miles Davis. So I think that...
1: That's pretty rich coming from Charlie Brown's brother. (laughs) yeah jeez you had to go
0: far to find a sibling huh? jeez that's uh you know what's it's actually kind of also interesting um it is the it is supposedly a trio but it's only it, it's a trio in that there's three three artists but uh it's not actually the three same people consistently throughout the album it's like in fact i think they like don't even know who it is for some of them because he didn't he didn't do a great job of keeping you know, track of who was playing that's a dude at christmas
2: so, am i right i mean what do we get for grandma this year yeah. i don't
1: know <laughs> i don't know no vince garaldi yeah. isn't it's like yeah who cares about the trio it's the vince garaldi trio <laughs> it's up to the trio to figure that's out that's right the like the jimmy hendrix experience yeah. who are those other guys uh, i don't know yeah i don't know tad, tad no idea tad, I think I tell back. that's a call back to uh yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question that the, the Charlie Brown one has the greatest legacy uh, for the reasons Sonia's mentioned, but also because it's the only one really that has a chance of having a, a legitimate legacy yeah, by virtue true. of its age. Like Bob Dylan one is about 12 years old. And I think Cox, you mm-hmm. work was it like just 2001, 2001. or something? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like 20 years old, which sounds unnerving that <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, I know. 2001 Jesus is Christ. 20 years old. 1993 was anniversary only edition years could be coming out this year.
2: Math is hard.
1: Yeah. I sort of stopped (laughs) counting at the turn of the century, but, um, so yeah, I I think that, you know, clearly that, that one has the best legacy of all of them. Um, I not to, you know, I'm not going to bury the Charlie Brown album, but, um, because I think we'll probably agree on the, the legacy aspect. What I would say about the Charlie Brown album is that it's got the right mood and the right arrangements for a Christmas album. It's got some bizarre song choices on there, like the Beethoven furlies, like it's not, you know, it's a nice song I could have it in the background on Christmas, but it doesn't? It's not Christmas. The Great Pumpkin Waltz, like, not Christmas. One called Thanksgiving Theme.
0: Yeah, Vince Garaldi. Wake <laughs> not up, not Christmas.
1: Man. And again, I'm not going to trash Linus and Lucy because it's the greatest song of all time. But that's also another you know nice song, good background for kind of a Christmas dinner or gathering, but not Christmas. Christmas. So those would be some of the shortcomings that might that might lessen the legacy, but even in spite of that, I still think it's clearly got the greatest legacy of, of these three.
0: Well, as much as I want to pick almost a full moon for this, uh this one, and I'll I'll let you know why I I do think it has a it has a pretty impressive legacy for for something that's only twenty years old. My actual choice here is the Bob Dylan album. Yes. Um and the reason why is because yeah, it's great to have something that's been connected with with truly an iconic cartoon um that everyone sees every year but the Bob Dylan one has been raising money for charity basically since it exists it ex, uh, began to exist this is a guy whose entire legacy his, himself is is based on songwriting has never been based on his ability to sing and he went out there and and created an album that was about christmas to release to specifically raise money for charities and i think that there's it's hard to argue that something could possibly have a stronger legacy than, than that. I mean, in in many ways, this is a gigantic risk. And I know on his part, and I know that um, I actually own this album on CD um, and I got it as a novelty gift (laughs) because someone was like, this is, this is not good. And this is hilarious. And this is Bob Dylan doing Christmas songs. And they were just like, you got, you have this, but that idea that even, you know, like, to some degree, he's a smart guy. He knew that people were going to buy this thing because Bob Dylan's name was on a Christmas album, even if even if it was yeah. absolute trash, and that there was a there was a positive element to that of raising money for charity. I think that there's there's you know musically, I don't think it will it, it it's going to be necessarily that thing. Apart from maybe Must Be Santa uh, is going to be that thing that kind of hangs around for forever and ever. But I think that um you know and if you if you look at a legacy being broadly more broadly and outside of music i think that
1: it's it has a has a real claim to that title that's really well done. It did not occur to me at all, but you—it's uh, a—it's a great argument, and I will take it and use it as my own at a future date. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in a future Christmas yeah.
1: album debate, <laughs> you're
0: setting in one another, up with your own in kids another or galaxy, like that. yeah,
1: <laughs> in another generation, another, yeah. But I will—I will use
2: that. Oh, I—I I, I just had some fact checking on the Charlie Brown album for you, Nathan, but I can add that later. Uh. Or I can add it now. Okay, the Thanksgiving song and the other one you mentioned, the Great Pumpkin, those aren't on the original. Great they're not on Pumpkin the original Waltz. Album. They were added in one of the later CDs. So there's that. And Fur Elise is on the album because.
1: <laughs> then the legacy has obviously suffered somewhat if they're Indeed. adding Thanksgiving um, October.
2: And Fur Elise is. Um, Something that Schroeder plays, and he says in the Christmas special, which you may or may not remember because I just looked it up, um, that it, uh, he plays Beethoven's for Elise because it's Beethoven's Christmas music. That's what he calls it. So, just that's why it's in there. Hmm.
0: There is a danger of like listening to albums on Spotify because they every every time they add like a new mm-hmm. special edition version, they just keep adding songs to it. Like the last two on on Spotify for almost Full Moon are oh. not on the original album. That I was aware it, of. It this was the first time I'd ever time.
2: listened to Huxley Workman. Yeah. Also, I should add. To that. So yes, I didn't even know. Really? If, if it was a band, if it was a I... person's name, what sort of conceit it was.
0: It's. It's kind of his name he has he has a different name um but that's the that's his his stage name
1: um Um, one of the things to go back to the dylan album that i like in particular is that we talked about the risk i guess that hoxley workman takes or took with with his album of all originals and the difficulty of finding you know christmas albums and on dylan's album um there's a lot of the standard songs that you would know or expect to hear sort of at Christmas. Like he, he doesn't, he just basically goes straight for the throat. There's no kind of like off the beaten path Christmas songs. Like I'm looking at the list here. You've got Winter Wonderland. Do you hear what I hear? Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I'll be home for Christmas. Little Drummer Boy. goes on and on and on. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Like he's not messing around. It's like, here's all the songs that you've heard thousands of times. And you know, that could be grading depending on the mood or it could be, or the the vocals, or it could be, it, again, it sort of reinforces that sense of familiarity or nostalgia or tradition, which I think is sort of steeped into Christmas itself. And so for me, if I'm just trying to pick an album, again, vocals notwithstanding, that a group is going to just kind of be able to enjoy and have some recognition of the songs, that's one that hits a lot of those Christmas sweet spots. I think there's at least like 10 songs that everybody and would know. To,
2: and to that point, no one would be afraid to jump in and sing along because no one's going to sound worse than Bob Dylan.
1: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah It right. almost encourages them yeah. like, you know, yeah. the arrangements are great. The instruments are great. I can kind of elevate this song if I provide the own, my own vocals. If I just sing over Bob <laughs> yeah. Dylan, music legend, Bob Dylan. Which is probably what he's trying to do because he's a genius. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why he made the vocals so, so ramshackle. He,
0: Here's my here's my one shot at, at the at the Almost Full Moon Legacy. Um it's actually really hard to find any reviews or anything like that from from its original release but uh the album itself has has had 15th anniversary and 20th anniversary editions that that come out. It's it's something that is uh, among at least some some subset a a really truly beloved a beloved thing. Um it spawned a children's book uh called Almost Full Moon um that is uses the lyrics uh, to tell a story that uh, is kind of about tradition and sharing and togetherness um around christmas uh and i think it's actually kind of it's almost created a, its own tradition where for for hoxley workman he actually every year sings like sold out holiday concerts around around canada he's got a he's got a couple even for this year with all the restrictions that are in place and when the late uh, stuart McLean, so vinyl cafe Stuart McLean did his own holiday tours. It was actually Workman he he brought with him to perform musical interludes from this album. Uh, um so this album is his kind of in, a, in its own limited way, obviously, because it's a very Canadian it's also a very, you know, Huxley Workman's a very Canadian phenomenon, although I think he's also quite uh, quite popular in, in Europe. Um, but it's a very Canadian kind of legacy. And I think that it's it's one that continues to kind of hang around for for decades to come certainly so long as he continues to be putting together these concerts and and kind of adding that uh, adding that element to uh to canadian winter so i you know it's not going to quite probably compare with a bob dylan album um that uh that gives money to charity or something that's like 70 years old that <laughs> it's not 70 years old
1: um almost 70 years yeah very it's near like it's closer years. to 70 yeah. than it is 60 i think
0: yeah um you know like a, a, that's attached to an iconic children's you know or you know cartoon okay this is the bonus round we we've we've already we're already like closing in our time here guys this is this is this is impressive i thought maybe we were gonna get like 15 minutes out of this and be like all right whatever let's go drink or something um pick someone else's album if you were going to which of the other two albums would you prefer to have playing on christmas day
2: I'm sorry, Amen. I'm gonna go with Bob Dylan. It's like okay, you know, like dogs with smooshed in faces, or like the trolls dolls in the 1980s. They're like they're kind of they're kind of revolting, so they're kind of cute and lovable. That's how I feel about the Mm -hmm. Bob Dylan Christmas album. Like it's just it's adorable and lovable in its hideousness, and I. For the reasons you got it for Christmas, I would want to play it for others on Christmas Day.
1: I'll return the favor and say that I would, uh, I'd want the Charlie Brown Christmas album. Um, I just think that you, you want something that, 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 Captures your attention, but not so much that you're you're actively like oh, what's this song? I got like I just kind of there's other things going on during Christmas uh, Good bad and different and I want some songs I recognize the songs. I don't recognize I want them just to kind of capture the mood in general, which I think uh, that album does um, the one the biggest sort of downside of that album the one that I would skip every time is the Christmas time is here song. Cause that's the most depressing Christmas. I mean, it's probably the most famous song maybe after the Linus it. and Lucy song on that album. And I just, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the one with the vocals is exponentially worse than the one wow. without. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Well, especially that sad, like sad children on Christmas is know. not what you want to have rammed down do in you, your, your throat or into your ears. <laughs> but I think it, yeah, well, <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would take that one. Cause even, you know, it's, it's very, it's a very relaxed album. There's not a ton of vocals on it, obviously, so it doesn't dominate the the room. So, Charlie Brown Christmas for me, no contest.
0: Yeah, it's Charlie Brown Christmas for me too. It's a classic. Yep, can't really, can't really. Add it. I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. must be Santa. Great, great one. But there's so much rough stuff on that on that Bob Dylan album that I can't. Uh, yeah, there's this oh come all you faithful like there's this I, that that opening that opening yeah. line is just so rough yeah, he he
1: puts you on notice right away
0: yeah he's like it's <laughs> gonna be that what, kind guys? of christmas <laughs> this yeah, is gonna be the sketchy again. yeah um but uh yeah but uh the vince Giraldi, maybe a trio maybe more um just knocked it out of the park with that one uh all right so that's it that's it we did it um i think we're still on good terms right I mean, we're all, like, this is all remote, so, like, no one can actually physically attack anyone else, and no one could have anyway, so, so that's good. Um,
1: I'll still get you a gift. Yeah?
0: Okay. That's nice of, nice of you. I'm a little worried about that. what that could possibly be. Um, I do think it would be a nice way to end this episode with a friendly message for our listeners, and I thought... I thought I could try catching you uh, both off guard by seeing whether you could come up with something really good off the cuff, but I don't feel like that'd be in the spirit of the season, especially <laughs> with Sonia shaking her head like that. Um, so instead, what we're going to do, okay. and maybe even fail at, is say happy holidays from Record Roulette all at the same time, because this is not going to go well, probably because of the remoteness of this. Um, so on the count of what three,
2: again?
0: we're all going to say it. Say whatever you think it might be. No. (laughs) Happy holidays from Record Roulette. All right. One, two, three. Happy Happy holidays holidays from from Record Record Roulette. Roulette. Yes. Happy holidays indeed. We hope you find comfort and joy, a warm fire, a good holiday movie, time with friends and family, or whatever else it is you crave during the holidays. From the bottom of my heart, thank you to Nathan and Sonia for being part of this and going on the record roulette journey with me. Uh who picked the best album? Have your say on Twitter at our music pod. Didn't vote before the poll expired? No problem. Just leave a comment under the post. I wanna know how much I run up the score. Want to give us a gift? Please rate and review this podcast. Give your friends the gift of Record Roulette. Let them know that they can listen and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or just visit us at recordroulettepodcast.com. We're taking a couple of weeks off, but we'll be back in action on January 5th with an episode on The Emancipation of Mimi by Mariah Carey. Until the next spin, have a wonderful holiday season piano plays softly